must not go back to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That help will always be given at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. It is not our abilities that show what we truly are. It is our choices. Hey everyone, welcome to Hogwarts, a podcast. I'm your host, Anne, and we have all three ladies in the house, Anna, Molly, and Elizabeth. Hi! <laughs> Just like <What> up? Hello! <laughs> <laughs> the whole team's back together. Yeah, yeah this is going to be kind of a crazy episode. So, uh, we'll kick this one off with, obviously, how the chapter kicked off. Fred and George and Ron just kind of showing up at the Tursleys and uh, prying some bars off the window. Best rescue mission ever. Yep. <laughs> so I was really impressed with uh, friend George. I think we started off when we first met them as kind of impressed by their character a little bit because you see their laughing, joking, prankster kind of vibe early on <laughs> just harassing Mrs. Weasley over and over again <laughs> uh, but um, one thing I noticed was that the first time we see them they help Harry move his trunk and now we see them here again helping Harry move his trunk again and uh, just their knowledge and wisdom of just even being able to like pick locks and they don't overlook such a small detail that most wizards would yeah um, and that might be because of who their father is, which we'll get to in a second. But um, I just love Fred and George's kind of reintroduction in, in book two. They always seem so much older to me than they actually are. You know, like they're like only a year older than Ron, but I'm like, they have so much wisdom. They're so much older than, and even with their pranking, they're still, everyone looks up to them. Everyone looks up to them and like, they just... It's a different type of wisdom. Like, I feel like a lot of times people overlook their wisdom and how smart they are and the magic capabilities they have because they're known as being pranksters, but Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of work to do the things that they do. And like you said, just their character. I think the Weasleys in general are just, you know, like you said, their dad, but also Molly. They're just a good family. Yeah, I, I think we, we've given a lot of attention and... A lot of love to the Weasleys. A lot of love to the Weasleys, <laughs> but specifically Mrs. Weasley we've been very high on for very good reason early on. We have our own Molly. We her. do have our own Molly. <laughs> She's my fave. <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting, though, that his invites, like, Ron invited him to spend the summer multiple times, he said, and... Every single time it obviously got unanswered, and you would think that the Ministry or Arthur would be checking up on Harry, because it's Harry Potter. You're like, why is this child, like, silent suddenly? Well, I think Molly does say if another week had gone by without Ron hearing from Harry, they were going to go check on him Which makes me wonder, like, how many times did he invite him already? I think it was 12. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good point. You do kind of wonder why is everybody just letting the Dursleys keep Harry silent? Yeah, because it's like, it, I mean, you guys have said multiple times how it's child abuse, literal mm-hmm. child abuse. He is locked in his room with bars on his window. 
And you would think they'd be like, okay, let's go rescue the child who cannot use magic to defend himself, because if he does, that's illegal. <laughs> and then we have this loophole that, like, you know, he can't save himself, so you'd think they would check in on him. Yeah, especially with, I guess, Arthur's pull at the Ministry and, and coming up with the him knowing about the magic being done at Immediately. The Dursleys, yeah. yeah. Immediately. So him being clued into that, you'd think they'd have those conversations of like, we should probably check in. Well, especially because it's Harry, because even if there was magic at any other underage household, even if it's like Hermione was doing magic on accident, like I feel like Hermione doing magic on accident versus Harry, Harry's magic is going to get around the ministry <laughs> a lot faster than Hermione's. You're probably does. right. <laughs> well, where's Miss Fig? Isn't she supposed to be kind of like keeping an eye on? That's true, too, right? Yeah. Like, you see the, uh, you know, bars on the window, I'd be like... I noticed that my neighbor says bars on the windows. It's just normal. Probably tripped right? over another cat. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you're right, though. That's a really good point. But yeah, I think, you know, we spent so much time on Mrs. Weasley... We get a good introduction to who Arthur Weasley is. Oh, such a good introduction. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's such a cool character. Um, just because he has... He, he plays that counterpoint to Molly so well. <laughs> of like, <laughs> they have the best relationship. They really do. She is so in control of that relationship. And he's just... He knows it. I love that. He's such but a he's still dad. such a strong oh, yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. He's such a dad. Yeah. He's like, boys, you did a really bad th- How'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of my absolutely favorite things about his character, that if he had to raid his own house, he'd have to arrest himself for all of the things, like, muggle things that he That's why he magics. writes in the loophole. I know. I, like, it just says so much about him to me, and I, I love it. I would so do that, too, it. though. If I was in his position, like, I could take any ma- any object and just do these little magical Easter eggs on it, and, like... Yeah. I don't know, it'd be so much fun. Raid like a thrift store and just take it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, whenever something disappears from now on, I'm totally gonna blame it on wizards. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Missing sock like from the dryer or something yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Yep. Maybe yep. the dryer's magical when it eats them. Right? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Going back to them rescuing him, though, for a second, I want to know how the drive over went. Because I feel like the logical thing to do would have been to drive the car and then just hover there when they get to his house and then just drive back. But I suppose, like, they are underage, so they could get pulled over. I was going to say, it seems like quite the drive. Yeah. At one point, I think Molly says it's halfway across the country. So I'm going to assume it's faster to so fly. How, than also, fly. how fast would they be flying this car? <laughs> well, Fred was a I want to know who taught them how to drive. Because yeah. I feel like... Because they'd be, what, 14 at that. this point? Fred and George would be? Yeah. I I, yeah. You get the feeling like this year. wasn't the first time taking this car out for a spin. I mean, you Whether remember your first time driving? Like, yeah. I didn't know how to work any of that. Like, Arthur didn't seem terribly like... What you knew about the car? Unbelievable. No, he was like, Yeah, how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Fred and George are like resourceful though, yeah. so yeah. they probably would have been like, Ooh, how, how are we gonna do this? Like, 
So I like the fact they accomplished it without magic. I mean, like they don't yeah. have the GPS; they had to read an actual map right? to get there. Right. So I feel like most wizards, even with like things like maps, they just feel like this is so complicated. Right? Well, that's why it's like stuff. the Weasleys have such a talent with magic across the board. But I love how Arthur's love of Muggle artifacts, Muggle objects, seem to pass down to Fred and George the most. Yeah, they respect it. Yeah. yeah, and they took a particular liking to it, mm-hmm. which makes them good with the car and good with picking locks and good with more quote unquote muggle tricks. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just something that popped out to me as well. Also, Vernon's reaction to them escaping just cracks me up <laughs> so much. He's it's, it's not even just like 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 there's a car outside. It's he's getting away. Like, he wants to continue punishing this child because he messed up his dinner party so badly. It's so dark. Yeah. <laughs> He's... Or even just that, like, he woke up, before he even found out that Harry was escaping, that he woke up screaming and yelling and pounding on Harry's door because of Hedwig again. Right. Like, he just reacts so strongly to these tiny little things, and it's, like, just, once again, so abusive. He's awful. I must have been for Hedwig, too. We almost yeah. forgot her. I know, right? How does Harry forget like, his first friend? Like all summer. Yeah. I know. Right. We forgot. I feel like she would have been the first thing I passed out to Ron. Yeah. Just let her out of the window. Just, like, open the cage. and. Well, there's still right. a lock in the cage. Yeah. They pick the door. They can pick the lock. Which they did. Eventually. Yeah. But I love how she's, like, silent and, like, knows it's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, like, it's so yeah. smart. If I were her, I would have totally held a grudge for a few days, though. Like, oh, you know what she did. me. So we get our first glimpse of the chapter title, The Burrow. So as Molly wears The Burrow Ben Breakfast shirt. Love it. It's an awesome. Um, what do we think of our first impressions of The Burrow? I want to go there. I want to live there. I want... Oh, my God. Like... I love everything about the Weasleys. I love everything about the Burrow. I just, like, that I would totally have as my future house. <laughs> Please let me live there. Please. Be oddly somehow, like, held together yes. by magic. Like, I just love chimneys. Yeah. I so, just love how quirky and, like, homey and, yes. like, cozy. Like, In every corner, mm-hmm. there's just, like, anything Good. Yeah. It's so so fun. every time a new child was born, did they just haphazardly add on another addition? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, whatever <laughs> they possibly yeah. could. Yeah, it was either that or stick four of them in one room, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it shows a lot about Ron's friendship with Harry, though, because, like, he's obviously embarrassed by his house. This is a very rundown house compared to the Dursley's house. That was a nice little picture-perfect suburb kind of establishment, and Harry's like, I don't care about any of that. Your house is home, and there's love there, and I haven't experienced that since I was a year old. I don't remember it. So, like, he's not embarrassed by the poverty. He's just like, this is the best place ever. Well, I think, too, John Ron knows that, too. Like, he has to know, like, both of you just said, like, it's a home. Right. The Dursley's house is in no way a home, at least not for Harry. Mm -hmm. So I love that just in a few pages already it's like home yeah the burrow is home for anybody and everybody immediately i mean molly first starts to feed him <laughs> after yelling at them but feed him 
Well, I mean, they do use the excuse like, Mom, they were torturing him, they were starving him, and she's like, you're right. What she did was horribly wrong. <laughs> you're right. Let's start feeding him, what was it, eight or nine sausage links the next morning, <laughs> three fried eggs. It's like, that's insane. How bad do you wish you could eat some of her cooking? Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I'm a little jealous of this, like the little plates that are self-cleaning in the, mm-hmm. the sink. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, I really want to go back when we get to our spoiler section about her cooking and all of her cookbooks, because it's just something that I always think about a lot as I read through all of the books. It's the relationship between magic and food and cooking. I have like lots of questions and thoughts, but I feel like they're kind of spoilery. So okay. we can come back to it. It is fun to see the household magic, though. Yeah. As opposed to just school magic, mm-hmm. how they really function on a day to day basis. Can we talk about how denoming is weird? Denoming is so cool. I have thoughts on the gnomes <laughs> since we're going to the gnomes. Uh, Can I have a pet gnome? I want a pet gnome. <laughs> so, here's, so, here's a real question for you they can speak, they can, they can respond curse. to you, right. they can curse. <laughs> They're intelligent, like, they're yeah. some form of intelligent life, right? Yeah, right. And they're just kind of, like, just <laughs> swinging them around and hurling them over hedges. It's not even, like, a competition. A yeah. Who can make it that far? And it's not even, like, a parrot, just I'm repeating the, what I hear. It's a, I'm literally forming my thoughts myself. And, woo, there you go in the air. I do like the idea of them waiting by the hedge, waiting for the Weasleys to go back in the burrow and then sneaking back into their spots. And it's again because Mr. Weasley thinks they're funny. Yeah. Like he's the just infestation so that will not quit. So they mentioned like to get rid of them, you really have to be like harsh with them. Yeah. Like are we talking about like Voldemort like level oh, harsh? Stop. Well, like, seriously, I guarantee the Malfoys don't have any gnomes. Right, that's house. what I'm saying. <laughs> seriously, though, because if you're you're hurling them, you're kicking them, you're punting them, you're whatever. It's hard. Well, Charlie so so much fun, doesn't hurt them that they're just trying to disorient them, and they yeah, clearly and they give as back, good though. as they get because they bit Harry's finger. Yeah, he well, he didn't. Yeah, because <laughs> he was trying to be nice to them. Right. It, well, that's what I, that's exactly my point. Is you have to be harsher. Well, harsh do you want to get with? Hunting and throwing at them. Just imagine them all lined up in a row like footballs and just kicking. Right yeah. <laughs> well, I think too, it's like, you know how they say like dogs can sense evil? <laughs> Maybe they're like, yeah, we know that like if we hang out at the Malfoys, like, yeah, bye. <laughs> but like, you know, the Weasleys, they seem like, you know, nice, proper people. Yeah. Like, I'm going to hang out Over here. their own garden. Yeah. Right. That sounds like yeah. So maybe that's where their intelligence comes into play. I don't know. <laughs> so at the same time, they mention that there's a ghoul in the attic. Yeah. yeah. I've always thought about that ghoul. How does that work exactly? Yeah. Is that is that considered a pest, a pet, just a thing that moved in and they just are too lazy to move out? Like, what, what's the deal I with mean, that? What's the difference would... between a ghoul and a ghost? That was going to be my question. Right. Is he just, like, part of the burrow? Um, but yeah, I don't know what a ghoul actually is. Yeah. Well, so... He moans a lot. Peeves is a poltergeist, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's, like, a small difference there between him and, like, the regular ghosts of Hogwarts. In the Harry Potter world, um, they just say that they live off bugs and other household pests. Now that makes sense for the yeah. girl. Uh, relatively right. harmless creatures that lives in just 
attics or barns of wizards and witches. So it's not necessarily a pest. I I, I don't know. I guess I. I guess it's like. It's like does it I like the idea of real body. Huh? Or is it see through? Does it have like a corporeal body? I think it does. I think it does. Yeah. Oh, this is from Newt Scamander. Ooh, I like it. Uh, in wizarding families, the ghoul often becomes a talking point or even a family pet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys want to go see my ghoul? Right? <laughs> yeah, I could so. see it being something like, like, I don't know, I always pictured it being kind of like a comical thing. Yeah. What, you know, what's like, that odd moaning in the attic? Oh, right. don't worry, that's our ghoul. Right. It's fine. It starts banging on pipes when it feels <laughs> right. it's too quiet. <laughs> right. Yeah. I would so give it a name. I don't have a name. This poor ghoul. Slipping upstairs. Right? <laughs> I just hope it'd be like a musical ghoul where it actually plays like some sort of beat on the <laughs> I do love the fact that like nothing in that house is quiet. Yeah. And it's just constant amusement. When you have that many people in one house, how is it ever going to yeah. be With those personalities? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Though Ginny has gone quiet, which cracks me up a lot. Yeah, I know we'll get more into that in the spoilers, but I do think it's funny, like, Ginny's the only one who hasn't been living with Harry for a year, and he is famous, so it's a natural reaction to be starstruck, but the guys are just like, so wouldn't like her. Yeah. <laughs> she's usually a chatterbox. <laughs> Why do you think she's going silent? But, like, say if there was, like, a famous witch there, I almost feel like the guys would be, like, trying, like, oh. Trying to impress them. I don't know yeah. if they'd be, uh, that... Dumbfounded by uh, Celestina Warbeck. <laughs> Can we get a mention of her in this radio. chapter? Okay, yeah, she was on the radio. radio. Yeah. The witching hour or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I love how Arthur barely notices Harry when he gets home. Yeah. <laughs> There's an extra body in my house. Those are rough hours. Like, out all night working and doing raids for the yeah. ministry. Well, especially, I mean, it sounds like he had, was working with elder departments. But that he's only him and one other person in his department. Like, no wonder he's so tired. He is probably working OT all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Not the, getting paid for it. <laughs> his, uh, his partner is a warlock named Perkins. So Ron goes and says warlock. So my question was difference between wizard and warlock. And I looked that one up too. Yeah, and it's supposed to denote either a particular skill or achievement or an unusually fierce appearance, one of the two. So I guess this he didn't specify which is which. On <laughs> I think it's the first one. I would assume I, so The as comparison well. I read that I liked was that it was similar to like when a muggle is knighted. Yeah. Like yeah. After yeah. Avery. So I kind of Given liked, he's in the ministry, you think, yeah. you'd think. The name Perkins just that. invokes the image of like some older... Yeah. man either really 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 old or just like i don't know kind of dorky-ish just gray hair I, yeah i get that same vibe and the fact that he's like nearing retirement almost which yeah. is why he's like in this particular part of the ministry yeah. where it's a little less chaotic maybe i don't know i don't know what he got the you know recommendations for or anything like that like the gruff <laughs> senior employee walking yeah. around with like his coffee mug like just over it all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do think their plan of rescuing Harry was completely moronic. 
their excuses for it was He's not like, going to oh, go anywhere. He, he showed he up just randomly. showed up in the middle of the night. How? How, yeah. Follow-up question, and it would all fall apart completely. Yeah, that wasn't going to, yeah. It was never going to actually <laughs> I mean, work. I feel like um, being a Gryffindor, they need to take that on as the reason why it was just moronic. They don't think about that part <laughs> of their plan. They just think about, how are we getting Harry? This, this is what I've come up with. That's all that matters. We'll deal We're with the consequences it. afterwards. It's fine. Exactly. It's totally fine. That's so true. <laughs> what are they going to do? He's already here. It's exactly. <laughs> just have to denome every day. Every day. Uh, all right. Uh, with that, let's pause for a wonderful uh, break, and then we'll be right back. So we are back from break, and we're just going to start the spoiler section with uh, Anna and her wizard cooking and all that fun stuff. Well, uh, like, I don't know. It's like a really random thing to have lots of questions and think about a lot. But like, okay, so in this chapter, they list all these different magical cookbooks Mrs. Weasley has. And I vividly remember at some point in one of the books, she's like cooking and some sauce starts coming out of her wand, yeah. which is like super cool and I'm jealous of. But then... Flash forward to Deathly Hallows and the great long epic camping trip for the trio. And Hermione, God bless her, teaches us about the principles, principal exceptions to Gamp's law of elemental transfiguration. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and the first one is that you can't make food out of nothing. And she tells us all these different rules about what you can do with cooking and food. And you can transform it. You can multiply it and increase it which is maybe how the weasleys have so many sausages to That's get Harry. but like how does the sauce then come out of her wand and like how do you transform spices like i just don't understand it am i alone in this no i mean my my thoughts the food also kind of <laughs> drew my attention in this <laughs> chapter and i was like wait 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 if the if the weasleys are so poor and they're struggling financially on a bunch of different things. How can they feed so extravagantly all of these people, especially like young, growing men who probably put away a lot? Like, I can't so imagine Charlie food. put away a ton, you know, oh. being the athlete that he was and stuff like that. So, but they're all teenagers; they are eating nonsense. Right. That's what. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, how is that possible? You mentioned the replicating thing, right. which I think so I would be like a good answer yeah. to that. I also, that's a weird kind of cheat code to it. It is. Like, I mean, I guess, like, are we, like, multiplying it? We can feed as many people as we want. And I also, mean, like, yeah. at Hogwarts in these feasts. I was just about to say that, too. Do the, like, house elves cook elves... one turkey and then just multiply it? <laughs> <laughs> They're much lazier than we all thought they were. <laughs> Good for them. Or are they exempt from that law because their magic's made it different? Yeah. Oh, true. I mean, your answer's yeah. way better. <laughs> but, uh, no, I've, obviously food was on both of our minds. I don't know what you guys think. Were you guys hungry when you read the chapter? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I had the same thought about multiplying the food. That has to be how, how they can afford it. 
Well, and then it's like mentioned that there's like some overgrowing gardens. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I bet some of those are spices and vegetables and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then again, like, can you just like grow some carrots and then transform them into something else that's like Like similar to a carrot? Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I'm just like, I want to know. I feel like, don't they have, like, a wizarding cookbook? I feel like they should just put notes in there in, like, those. Like, a Harry Potter, they have those, right? I, I use it to make the rock cakes. Perfect. <laughs> they don't give you fun facts like that, no. Ah, bummer. I know. Do we think Hagrid uses a recipe when he yeah. makes his rock cake? No. no. <laughs> Definitely wings that. Do you, like, here's another question, too. Like, do they go hang out at the grocery stores with the muggles? Like, you know? Like, they'd have I to mean, pay with muggle money. Right. Right. They can't handle that, most of them. And right. they're yeah. living right outside. That's a yeah. Ottery St. Catchful. That's a yeah. muggle town. Right. It's not a wizarding village. Right. Well, later on, so. Fred and George talk about going in and flirting with the muggle girls. Yeah. So, like, right. they clearly do go interact with muggles. But, yeah, right. so, but then why don't Mr. and Mrs. Weasley know anything about muggle money? Right. Maybe they take the flu to... The wizard grocery stores? Don't you want to go there? Yes. (laughs) 100%. You'd think there'd be one in Diagon Alley, wouldn't you? would assume there would be. Right. I mean, there's like an ice cream shop and different things like that. Right. But we never hear of it ever. Now I'm just thinking of like pandemic with like food delivery. It'd be like (laughs) owl delivery of your grocery. (laughs) Yes. Errol, <laughs> having to carry that package. I don't think they have an owl die. scratching at me for like the little change. Yeah. 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 Oh, like I want some ice cream cookies. I feel so. bad if I got a lot and then I'd have to put like a whole galleon in the pouch and it's like flying lopsided. Like, <laughs> I don't know. And we we meet um, we meet Percy's owl, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Hermes. Hermes. Mm-hmm. Which if I was Hermes. I would be so irritated with the constant back and forth of just letters to Penelope. Right? Don't you want to read those letters? They're probably so boring. So nerdy. <laughs> <You don't, laughs> like, boring and thick, probably. You don't envision a nice poetic. No. no. Percy's uh, not a poet. Yeah. <laughs> the, the boy who's reading how prefects who gain power is <laughs> seducing her with stories of what else is, is she a Ravenclaw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's Ravenclaw. So maybe a nerdy letter is right on point. <laughs> you don't know. We, we know very little about Penelope. Maybe he's just been complaining about Ron and, and probably more Fred and George. Yeah. Which the fact that like Fred and, George, explosions next door. Fred and George live in that household and the fact that they haven't figured out Penelope is like his girlfriend. Or they he's in a relationship. Yeah, but the fact that they haven't like Found out. They, they haven't invented impressive. that ear yet. Yeah. That like goes under doors. I mean, I guess maybe yeah. they just don't care. <laughs> they're, well, they're trying to avoid Percy as much as possible, too. Yeah. Like, they're like, fine, he's held up in his room. Cool. Right. Like, we're going to yes. do our own thing. I would like to know, like, so you always have the whole twin thing of you always group twins together, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would kind of like to know, like, some of the differences, like, like in their personalities. Yeah. I think I might, reading forward, try to see if they have any little, like, hints of that. You I know? try and catch that sometimes. Because yeah. I've had that thought before, too. And, yeah, I don't really have an answer for you. If you yeah. find some good differences, yeah. please share. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of us saw how there's a mention of Mundungus. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Mundungus. <laughs> Which, once again, was not, like a great Easter egg for yeah. him to just throw in there and we not see him for, you know, yeah, well, any more books. Well, that we remember. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there will be another one. <laughs> I know you're not a movie fan, but every time I think of M- Mundungus, I always think of Moody in the movies going, Mundungus! <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I read his name now or here, and I'm like, Mundungus! Now that you're all saying this, I really hope in the next two books, at least... There's just random references to him. And he's just irritating other members of the Quidditch. Now that we're thinking about this, do you know he's selling some really sketchy things at the Quidditch World Cup? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I just love how she's not even, like... She's not even trying with his name. His name has dung in it. <laughs> what a way to talk about his character right there. Right? <laughs> Says it all. You guys were saying, though, it is funny to think that he'll be in the order someday with Arthur. It's such an awkward... And, and I was saying during break, as we all realized that we had Mundungus Fletcher on our notes, of just them sitting down at that first, like, regrouping of the Order of Phoenix and are they just being like, that guy? (laughs) Anybody but that guy. I just kind of wonder how he even gets into the Order of the Phoenix because, like, clearly he proves himself to not be the bravest. Mm -hmm. I think it's just his knowledge of that underworld life. Right, but, like, what made him agree to be a member? Fear. Like Moody, but the fear. (laughs) 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 But which you know could be a mistake we'll we'll get we'll get there but um yeah just a very interesting character job that obviously we all but yeah another real thing that i had was how jenny has a crush on harry Although I don't know if it's like full blown crush right now, it is just kind of like he's probably, a famous person in my yeah, house. It's probably a little bit of both. I would probably. probably a little bit. I think now him staying there over the summer, even if she's not talking to him, she's probably picking up a little bit more. It's probably becoming slightly more real. Yeah. But... She blushes all the time. I know. It's she like, puts her elbow so in the butter dish, <laughs> which yeah. no one noticed except Harry, which I find funny. Yeah. Harry notices a lot of things about her that the others don't notice. And it's yeah. kind of just like, I still don't understand why people didn't see that marriage coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, right? Like, yeah. they're so perfect. I I'm know. just, yeah. <laughs> I'm a fan of the way all those worked out. You've heard me talk about that same. before, though. Me too. So. Yeah, it kind of all got wrapped up in like a nice, neat little bow. That worked out for everybody. service. <laughs> I think we were talking a little bit too in our pre-production meeting of um, Ron and Hermione and the similarities that Hermione might have to Molly and, yes. and that kind of parallel. Mm-hmm. And then Ginny's a very strong female character as well yeah. who mm-hmm. develops later. So um, it, yeah, it's interesting to see how those relationships kind of all come together. Ron's very much like his dad, Arthur. Yeah. Well, I feel like you even got some of the similarities coming up in the next chapter, even more so the letter Hermione sends, and she basically has the exact same reaction as Molly to yeah. finding out how yeah. I got yeah. to the borough. Right. It's just like deja vu. Right. <laughs> Might be why Ron reacted so harshly to Hermione at the very beginning. It's right. like, 
I get this home, I get this here, (laughs) I don't need this twice. I literally have underlined, like, Molly yelling at Ron, and I'm like, Hermione? (laughs) 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 The thing I underlined for Molly was, um, like, the first visual you get of her She's described as the saber-toothed tiger, and then it just immediately brought me to her, not my daughter, moment, and it's just, like, she's so fierce, which is, so it's Hermione, and I love it. I love how the boys, like, cower, too, like, they literally do that, and then Harry, too, when she turns to, like, say hi, he, like, backs (laughs) off, like, this is a very scary woman. (laughs) It it takes a very strong human being to wrangle in Fred and George, let alone the others, who are all obviously very strong-minded, strong-willed opinionated yeah and she just kind of <laughs> rules them all <laughs> so yes <laughs> but yeah it's a very interesting family dynamic yeah and then i feel like arthur's like that dad like oh they're not hurting anybody <laughs> like, fine. Fine. <laughs> it's good, I good the are pure yeah, I feel like they're the family that everyone wishes they were in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or at least just over at their house and just hang out. Yeah. Which is like, so thank cool. God they found Harry because that is exactly what Harry needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it, we talked a little bit about, I think we talked about this when they first met too, but Ron being so ashamed of things that Harry values mm-hmm. greatly. So yeah. he's like, wealthy in things that Harry values and poor in things that he doesn't really care about. So it, it it's like a very nice fit <laughs> between the two of them. Yeah. And until it's not. They fight ethically. <laughs> as yeah. they do. But that'll happen. Again, I'm being Arthur right now. That boys would be boys. It's fine. If they had communicated properly the way Hermione would encourage them to, we would have had an issue. <laughs> Talk about your feelings, men. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, Lockhart's book, like she, oh. she mentioned having it because of the denoming. Oh, yeah. And of so course, the guys are like, sense. know how to denome a garden, mom. <laughs> Foreshadowing. There. Yeah. And I'm like, I know Lockhart is an absolute buffoon. But I guess his books would be valuable when she took out all the, like, self-flattery parts to it. There's advice there. <laughs> Everything that he took from the people who are... I was going to say, right, right, right. that actually did that work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's a very talented wizard in one specific form of magic. Yeah, he does it and very he, well. Yes, and he utilizes it greatly. <laughs> but... He drives me bananas. Oh, yeah. He's like every introvert's like worst nightmare. <laughs> I like pictured him as like a blonde version of Gaston Ooh, with the chin. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except maybe not as skilled in actual combat. Yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Although now I'm picturing Lockhart singing the Gaston song. Yes. From- <laughs> Welcome for that visual. <laughs> Thank you. I, I needed that in my life. All right, we'll probably end it here. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed all four of us being on the same episode. It's just kind of awesome to have everybody here. So join us next week. Join us next week for another big chapter. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in that one too. So uh, come hang out. Thanks.
Thank you for listening to Hogwarts, a podcast. If you like what you've heard, please click the subscribe button on your preferred podcasting app and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hogwarts Apod.